Good afternoon, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Ahead of the Crypto Curve, where we are creating Satoshi Millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time. And ladies and gentlemen, that means you. I am your host, Naja Roberts, and it is my mission in life to lead my people out of financial slavery. I don't just do this show to change the way you think about money, but to make you change the way you look at money and everything else around you because it absolutely matters. Today is Friday, July 14th. 2023 and what an incredible incredible day it is just the the last day in my opinion before the second half of the year I like to divide my year like this but ladies and gentlemen it is a great day and we have several cryptopians who have birthdays today and I consider them to be my celebrities so happy birthday to Kevin Tucker of Carson California Happy birthday to Vladimir Mashad of Hollywood, Florida. Happy birthday to Monica Good of Garden City, New York. And happy birthday to Chuck Coleman of Belleville, Michigan. Then we have Andrea Monroe of Cypress, Texas. And we have Regeria Goodard. And she is from Miami, Florida. Well, first of all, I want to say happy birthday to each and every one of you. May your birthday be filled with all the love, joy, peace, happiness, and understanding you deserve on this day. And thank you for being a listener. I'm excited about all of these listeners that are starting to chime in for their birthday. But with that, ladies and gentlemen, we are in the middle of a bunch of things that are going on in this cryptocurrency space. I don't know. I'm just going to continue to do exactly what I'm supposed to do, and that's enlighten you by teaching you some of the things that are going on and really just keeping it 100 because it's all about telling the truth. And so my quote today is a quote that I wrote. The business of enlightening the community is not easy. It's a hard business. But what I do is I keep plugging away until I figure it out. You teach you tell the truth and keep banging on people's heads until somebody lets you in. And so I'm hoping that all of the things that we are talking about, all the banging that I'm doing is allowing you the opportunity to just let me in so that we can share uh, some really good information. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, I have been doing my digging on the Internet and I have been looking by way of the word sovereign. And I constantly, when I go on social media, I'm looking up people that are talking about sovereignty, people that are talking about what their community needs to be doing. And I just happen to pull up like a lot of good stuff. And so I am looking at um, the communities around us that are talking about of course, this summer's heat wave coming through, we know that because of the electric grids, we may be experiencing some some um, black, black, rolling blackouts, and we're asked to really conserve our energy, we're asked to conserve our water, and uh, there's just a lot of things that need to happen, and so... 
as I'm reading, I'm always looking for clues as to where the mainstream, this new, I don't know what kind of wing they are. I don't want to call them white, right wing or left wing, but people that have wings that are trying to move their community into a different situation. And so um, I just want to make sure that we are clear on sovereignty and all of the things that the term sovereignty might mean. We're talking about based on real definitions, self-rule. So we're in control of ourselves, self-determination, independence, non-alignment. And I know for some of you, you're feeling like, well, we need to be in alignment. We need to be uh, doing what everybody else is doing or listening exactly to what the, the leaders are telling us. And as we continue to roll out reasons why, they don't have our best interests at hand. I hope that you understand my statement of non-alignment and especially freedom. As a centralized battle actually plays out, you really need to prepare yourself and your family for striving and thriving. And again, I say uh, striving and thriving, but we got to first get to where we need to be. Then we've got to maintain ourselves. We've got to continue to survive And then we've got to thrive. So there is a lot of things that we need to do as it relates to this sovereign playbook. And I told you I would be spending the rest of specifically this summer because I think the summer is going to last a really long time. In fact, I was telling people December we may have probably one of the hottest Christmases we've ever had across the United States. And we were looking at... um, a study that some of the geologists were doing and there was a big conference that I was watching some of the things that they were saying about global warming and it's definitely coming. I don't think that there's too much that we're going to be able to do to stop it, but we just can make sure that we're prepared, right? We know that these things are happening. We're watching them every day. I have friends that are working uh, in the South and they are having a really hard time right now keeping staff cool as well as those that are working in facilities where they have either elderly or people that are special needs as it relates to just keeping them cool, even in the air condition. And so there, those are our communities, those in our communities that trust somebody else to really care for them and take care of them. The uh, sober living homes and things of that sort, they're struggling. Uh, And I'm talking to a lot of my colleagues across the United States and it's a, it's a real situation. And so we're going to talk a little bit more about sovereignty. And uh, when we come forward, we'll jump into a short playbook today. And then we are going to, ourselves for tomorrow, which is going to be a great event in Lemur Park. So ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, we'll continue the conversation. This is KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. As we talk about economics, as we talk about sovereignty, as we talk about our community, as we talk about continuing to have just all the things that we need moving into the future. 
I have been using the word perpetuity a lot lately. Uh, as we begin to invest in more and more things, we're looking to get paid into perpetuity. We're looking for opportunities where we get paid forever without it ever stopping. And that is something that I don't think that our community talks about enough. We talk about some of the opportunities that we can get in and get rich quick, quickly. And, uh, you know, just kind of take what we get and then put that somewhere else. And we're constantly hustling and bustling backwards and forwards. But ladies and gentlemen, I have started looking for opportunities out there where our family, our legacy can get paid in perpetuity. And as I look at sovereignty, there are several things or several ways that we should be sovereign. We should be sovereign with our shopping. I'm going to start there because a lot of our companies could do much, much better, ladies and gentlemen, if we supported one another. In fact, some of our businesses could do well enough to outlive the actual founders and those families and those who are indulging in those companies can get paid in perpetuity. But we've got to really seek out businesses and become sovereign shoppers. We've got to support those uh, that respect what it is that we're trying to do. And so I really hope that uh, even though I don't talk about it as much as I do, I really do go out of my way to shop at, at businesses and to patronize businesses uh, that are those of our community because they need the assistance and and all the times they're not giving the best service but the other companies aren't either in fact a lot of them don't even want you there so don't spend your money there so i'm asking you know that we become sovereign shoppers that's a good thing um we want to make sure that we are um dealing in a situation where we're moving for a better decentralized world where our personal freedoms will reign supreme and the products and services that we're putting on our body are, are that we're bringing into our family are things that benefit us the most. And so uh, nobody else is going to lay down or give up their power or control to make sure that we're safe and healthy and the things that we're putting on our skin are not causing cancer or don't have carcinogens inside of them as we're brushing our teeth like all of those things and so it's really important for us to to look at that um and so let's go to the next one so we got sovereign shopping we always talk about sovereign money um but i will reiterate that you need to maintain at least two to five thousand dollars in cash in the case of a power outage or any type of a bank run and so that being said how do you hold it? You know, a lot of people think, okay, well, should I just have this money laying around the house? I would honestly say because of the climate that we're in right now, it was it would be very imperative for you to have something on hand that you can utilize at the local at the local convenience store, at the local gas station, and precious metals wouldn't handle that. Neither would you putting this two to five thousand dollars in a safe deposit box and i want everybody to really think through this if the atm is not working and the bank is not working because the uh there's a power outage or that they can't open the doors they're not letting you into your safe deposit box so unfortunately that's not a good place and i hear that over and over again uh especially when i deal with some of the satoshi seniors that they're putting things in their safe deposit box there's a couple of different reasons i just 
say that that's not a good thing. But that being said, if you have precious metals, you want to keep them all in the safe place where potential intruders or any other type of individual can't find them. And so there are some things that we actually talk about in our sovereign place. And there's also a book that I am putting together, kind of like a workbook to just kind of let you know some of the places that you can actually save uh, to keep your precious metals and things of that sort. And of course, the Bitcoin is a source of money that nobody can control. It's blockchain technology is safe, it's unhackable. The only thing that can happen is that you lose your private keys, which those of you that are students, we are talking very hard and long about where to keep and hold and store your actual seed words. So that's for our sovereign money. Um, and then we will go to a sovereign home. And I think what I'll do is put this in a document so that people can have it and it's easy to uh, access and then you can pass it on to friends and family. Um, well, I am going to just say this. Our, we've got a lot of things going on as it relates to having a sovereign home. And it's going to be very difficult for a lot of us to do that in the inner city and some of us have properties back in the south or down in the south and you know it came from our grandparents in my case it's my grandfather my great great grandfather bought property down in Shreveport Louisiana and we have that property still today a lot of you have property uh down in the south I think it's high time that we look at uh getting back into starting to fix up some of that property in the event that you need to go there, a place where you can actually go uh, if there's potential violence or anything that is happening in a densely populated area. And so uh, I share with you all a couple of, I guess it was about a month ago, that they were distributing these special phones to the senators. And we were asking, kind of like, I, well, I was asking, not we, I was asking if they are doing this, why are they doing this? What is about to come down the pipe? Why, what are they getting ready for? And so, again, preparation beats poor performance. And so as we look at sovereignty, as we look at sovereign homes, we need to be looking at property or country houses or something that's off the beaten path that we can actually go to. You can hit fix up the house right now and you can use it as an Airbnb rental, which will help offset the cost of upkeep of the property right now. But I think that we all need to start working in that respect. And so we've been doing that as well. Make sure that you have enough land to grow a small garden as a food source over there. And you can take it a little bit further. And uh, I know this is talking, uh, this is a whole lot further for a lot of us that are living here in the city. But on that property, you know, buying some animals, uh, some chickens, some cows. I was out looking at chickens again yesterday, just really learning uh, what I need to do. And I'm learning from different individuals inside of different feed stores. So I know I can kind of compare what people are telling me so I can really have the right things in place. And so considering animals. Animals is really another investment because it's an investment in not only just your food source, but ladies and gentlemen, your health, um, just making sure that we're having the right 
types of things that are being put in our body. And, you know, if you're vegetarian, then the vegetable garden is great. But if you eat meat and chicken and things of that sort, just having corn fed or or grass fed type of animals and not this fake meat that is about to start hitting the market. We won't know either way because from what I'm reading, this new meat that they're going to be putting out, they're not bound by actually labeling it to let us know that it's fake manufactured meat. And I want to say to everybody while I'm thinking about it right now, because I'm really studying hard on this sovereignty thing, on this food shortage and some of these other things. I want to say be very, very careful with the cheese that you are consuming. And that comes from restaurants and things of that sort. And and what's making me really look at it as we are traveling and as we're doing different things, I actually, my body reacts a little bit differently when I'm eating in certain restaurants or I've eaten in a certain restaurant and they've given me a particular type of cheese, which we can later know that the cheese was like a manufactured cheese. It's not a real cheese. And you've got to read really closely because they have cheese that is just a couple of ingredients away from like a cardboard. Like it's crazy what they're able to put in there. And I just wanted to bring that up really quickly because a lot of us are not paying attention to the contents in the cheeses that we're buying. And that's one of the things that is a problem right now uh, that I wanted to share that nobody's really talking about. But anyway, we'll go in uh, and making sure in these places that we're calling our sovereign homes that we have plenty of water to last for several months. Uh, There are a lot of things we need to do as far as our water consumption. Uh, But one of the best things that you can do if you are in a a position to start fixing up a rural uh, property that you have. I don't know, for years, my grandparents had property out in California City and none of my uncles or my aunt or my mother, for that matter, really wanted to deal with the property out in California City. But that may spark somebody's memory that's listening because a lot of our ancestors, our forefathers, especially our grandparents, if you're in my age, went and bought property out at Lake Charles and and California City and things of that because they promised to actually build up and do some things out in that area. And this is the perfect time for you to take a look at those properties, look at take a look at those taxes, catch up on them and make sure that or see if it's something that you're able to take advantage of. And so um, you need to also main and analog infrastructure so that you don't need to depend on outside resources. And so um, that's a whole nother conversation, but that's sovereign home. And so that's property, house, all of those things. Sovereign body, I've kind of already touched on that. Our health, ladies and gentlemen, is the greatest part of our wealth. Does not make any sense to have all the money in the world and be as sick as you can be because we're eating these things that they are giving to us that are making us so sick that they continue in their revenue streams, which is the pharmaceutical to get money from us in perpetuity until we pass away. We're on life support. And so I tell everybody, if you're taking any kind of medication, you are on life support and you need to really figure out what you can do to get yourself in a good, healthy, energetic state 
space. And, you know, there's a lot of things out there that can do that. You've just got to read and make sure that you're you're getting on the other side of really looking holistically at what you could do. But this is the first step in getting healthy is to just make sure that you're um exercising and eating healthy and just seeking out stuff that's organic or homegrown. And we're going in that direction if we're talking about building up on sovereign homes. And maybe some of you are interested in partnering in a sovereign home or something of that sort. You know, feel free to reach out because we definitely have some opportunities. We're doing some things to just make sure that we're able to sustain, not just here in the United States, but also on the continent of Africa. Uh, And speaking of that, I know that the KVLA group is headed off to Africa. I believe it's today or tomorrow. And so I'm, I'm excited that they're doing that. And I'm looking to uh, get on my feet on the continent of Africa in the next couple of months as well. Uh, probably more like six months, but I'm excited about that. And then really just get busy building your sovereignty um, and just making sure that you know that this is not something that's going to happen overnight. Uh, what we're doing, stacking our Satoshis and, and building and watching all of the things that are happening while we're building, while we're really playing chess and not checkers, trying to figure out if we make this move, what does this look like in five to 10 years? If I buy this property that's desolate and needs a whole lot of things, but it's on a water well. And so I have through and you know just all the things that you need to do to really play chess in this game called uh life right now like it is going to be absolutely imperative that we're doing this and so ladies and gentlemen when we come forward after news sports and traffic we will continue the cryptocurrency conversation because as we know so many things change within 24 hours and so we're going to just continue to figure out exactly where we need to be and what we need to be doing and if you are dollar cost averaging you are really able to take advantage to all of this volatility that you feel and see in the bitcoin space when we come forward we'll do the market update and We'll talk about, of course, what's happening with XRP and what is actually happening with some of the uh, coins that people are pre-selling, trying to raise millions of dollars, extracting from your pockets. And so we will talk about those when we come forward. Ladies and gentlemen, this is KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. Let's get into the market update for the day. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So Bitcoin is trading at $30,005. And it just, as I looked at the screen, ticked down to $29,97. It is down 0.53% in the last hour. In the last 24 hours, it is down 4.65%. In the last seven days, it's down 0.97%. And I'm going to tell you all why I'm smiling today. I literally am hoping that Bitcoin either holds right around here or gets down to about 15 or 20 again just for us just once because we have got to catch up very quickly and I'll share with you why in a little while Um, but 
I always look at the price of Bitcoin going down as my ability to stack more and more and more and to get back some that I have possibly lost because I've had for one reason or another to do some things in the Bitcoin space. And so I'm always saying, man, I hope it drops and it just doesn't get to 50, 60, 100, 150, 200,000 before we can get a handle on this thing. But uh, that's why I'm smiling today. But Ethereum, on the other hand, is trading at $1,906 and it is down 0.56% in the last hour. In the last 24 hours, it is down 4.29%, but in the last seven days, it is up 2.09%. And I am going to just scroll down to XRP because people in the XRP space are elated that uh, XRP right now is trading at 69 cents. And in the last hour, it's down 0.61%. And the last 24 hours, it's down 15.38%. But overall, in the last seven days, because of the court case ruling, it is up. 48%, almost 50%, it is up. So I think before the case ruling, it was around 41 cent, and now it's at 69 cents. So again, people that were holding thousands of these coins, coin themselves and thinking they're running around, uh, thinking they hit another big one. But um, again, there are some things that need to be accounted for in that scenario as well. And so I'm trying to see if there's any other thing that um we need to be paying attention to well let me just say this really quickly because i got a couple of questions about what legally speaking um happened with xrp and i kind of said it a little bit uh last i think that was tuesday or wednesday when the ruling came out but let me just see let me just take a few seconds to talk about the xrp uh and what it actually meant so that thursday bombshell split decision oh so that was yesterday i tell you being in the cryptocurrency space makes you feel like you've been in it for weeks and it's just been a day or so and so yesterday was when the decision came out and i thought it was like tuesday or wednesday because this just goes by fast but anyway uh yesterday the bombshell by judge annalisa torres of uh she's a judge in New York. She answered her answer said that XRP is both an unlawfully sold investment contract when sold to VCs or institutional buyers. Okay, so I just need everybody to understand that. Read what XRP is about. It's about institutional buyers and banks and VCs and everybody using it to transact. So that is opposite, in my opinion, of what the meaning of the coin is. So if that is unlawful, then the coin is not going to fare well. And that's what I was saying before. But what is perfectly lawful is something else. When sold anonymously via a cryptocurrency exchange or, a, or if they distribute it to employees or by insiders. I don't even understand what that means because you're not supposed to be doing insider trading. But 
Uh, basically, that's what the judge said. So the only thing that this ruling actually guarantees, ladies and gentlemen, is for cryptocurrency issuers then and can, um, that they can continue to uh, push them out on the cryptocurrency markets. But the, uh, it, the uncertainty is if Congress will step in to correct it. And so I don't know. We'll see exactly what happens with that. But again, I'm not betting my last dollar on XRP. And I, again, do not understand why uh, people are not reading the white paper for XRP and understanding what it's about. And if all that they're about has just been deemed unlawful, I don't know how everybody is celebrating, but it is what it is. And so it'll be a test of time. And we'll see exactly what does happen or if there's some sort of appeal by the SEC or whatever they decide to do. But um, this uh, was defined, I guess, by the judge and the Howie test. And so if this is something that you're interested in, please uh, really read the white paper and really figure out if this coin is going to be standing. There's also something that I want to bring to your attention because yesterday somebody raised two hundred thousand dollars in 30 minutes with a fake i would say a fake coin because we call it a shit coin that's what they call it in the cryptocurrency space and it's a meme coin and they call it those they call it that because they're terrible they're um they take advantage of individuals and they have people embrace something that is fictitious but at the same time they think it's fun and whimsical i'm like confused as to why people think that they have money to waste and so there's a coin out there that again you need to be careful of and it's called mr hanky and i know a lot of people in our community are trying to buy it because a couple of calls came in about mr hanky and um what Mr. Hankey said just from the beginning should make you not want to uh, get involved in it. But it says we've ditched the glam. We've dumped the glitter. We've plunged headfirst into the Lulu of reality. I don't know what that means, but they had a pre-sale. They were trying to raise 500000 They raised that 200000 in 30 minutes. And this just makes me know more and more that unfortunately our youngsters have all their priorities backwards like they're not listening or thinking rationally and they're trying to get involved in any cryptocurrency they can that is that they feel is going to make them rich and that they're going to get an upside on and so they have influencers that are paid to talk about these cryptocurrencies paid to get their followers to run over and buy some and so the rumors are already are spreading that the team is behind uh sponge coin and pepe which we talked about that before and they may have their hand in the hanky coin and so this is what it is. And so if you're on Twitter or you're on Telegram, they're trying to tell you that this is the next best thing, that it's going to do better than Bitcoin. And I, again, if everybody keeps comparing everything to Bitcoin, that tells you you need to have the OG and not all this other stuff because it may or may not pan out. And so in the meme coin world, 
uh, community is key. And so they try to find specific communities and really speak to some of your urgencies. And especially in our community, our urgency is to get some money under our belt. And so, again, just be very careful as you uh, go through looking at these coins that piggyback perfectly on the bi- the viral themes of all these cartoons and things like South Park and some of the most successful and culturally impactful cartoons of all times. They're all talking about these new cryptocurrencies. And so it's getting into our children's minds more and more as they're watching these cartoons. And then they have these subliminal messages and some of the cartoons that really tie them into this cryptocurrency space. It's getting real interesting, ladies and gentlemen. When we come forward, we'll continue the conversation. This is KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. So... As always, I am explaining why we talk more about Bitcoin than we do anything else in this cryptocurrency space. And that's because I need you all to understand the macro. We're looking at a potential asset that is going to be used around the world. We have moved from the analog space to the digital space. We're in digital money. There's a lot of different people that are going to participate in the digital space sooner than later. And when we talk about cryptocurrencies, which are there over 30,000, Bitcoin is just one of the cryptocurrencies and all the other coins are considered an altcoin, alternative to Bitcoin. And so I am uh, looking on, at the macro at all the different companies and different countries that are starting to participate in what Bitcoin they're not saying we're having a uh, any other type of coin attached to what we're doing they're doing Bitcoin so again why not hold what everybody else is going to need or want and so yesterday uh, Europe wins the spot Bitcoin ETF race So we know that BlackRock here in the United States filed for a spot Bitcoin ETF and they had to add in there that they would be a surveillance for the government in order for the government to even look at their application. And so they're going to use Coinbase. Coinbase has already inked a deal with the Homeland Security. And so that happened, I don't know, some years ago. You can Google that and find that out yourself. But Europe wins the spot Bitcoin ETF race and is set to launch this month while the United States is still struggling with the SEC and the qualms. Well, I'm not even worried about that. I'm actually happy that the SEC is really holding BlackRock off because that's going to give us time before the price of Bitcoin shoots through the roof. Or it's going to give me time before the price of Bitcoin just shoots through the roof. But again, when you know something is global, supply versus demand has all to do with this Bitcoin thing being all around the world, not just here in the United States, not right here in South Central Los Angeles by any means. It's all around the world and it's going to be more and more and more important all around the world. And so uh, I'm excited about this. I'm glad that they did win the race because that's going to um, that's going to keep us. 
uh, first of all, it's going to keep some of us optimistic about what the future of Bitcoin is, but it is also going to give us an opportunity to get some things in place while the United States kind of goes back and forth and just goes back and forth that you the SEC and decides whether or not they're going to have a spot Bitcoin ETF allowed here in the United States. But I guarantee you when that comes forward, they'll probably uh, only allow accredited investors to get involved in that spot ETF. And, uh, you know, it's just very interesting to see how this thing is going to play out. But again, I want to have what other people are going to need. And so if it takes me just doing my $5, $10 here and there, buying my Satoshis so that one day I can own an entire Bitcoin or have an entire Bitcoin on my personal wallet, not on the exchange. And then we just continue to buy $5, $10, $100, $5, $10, and until we get another Bitcoin under our belt. But as long as we are holding on to our private keys and knowing exactly what we're doing, we're going to be okay. And I'm going to have to tell you, it is important that every so often you go in and make sure that you still have the right access, that you're remembering how to do this thing, how you're remembering how to actually transact in Bitcoin and things of that sort. And if you have not done that and you don't know how to do that, uh, we need to just make sure that you're getting into some of the extra classes that we're doing in and around the, the cryptocurrency space. And so for those of you that are new listeners that have never understood how we got here to this cryptocurrency space and what it is we're talking about when we're talking about exchanges and wallets and all of those things, we're having a crypto essential on July the 22nd. You are free to come and join um, you can send me a text message to 424-317-7373. Again, 424-317-7373. And um, we will get you the information for the Crypto Essentials. But we're also having a Ledger and Me 123. And that day I'm going to have to be right on time. Uh, got some other things that we're doing uh, in the cryptocurrency space. But we will be doing a Ledger and Me 123 that day as well. You have to have a Ledger in place you have to have it at your house you have to be on a computer you cannot set it up with your cell phone and you cannot use I always forget what it's called and somebody will text me in a few minutes but you have to have an actual PC that has an operating system it can't be a Chromebook that was it it cannot be a Chromebook. You need to set it up with that actual computer, not with the phone or a Chromebook. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we are doing a Ledger and Me 123 on July the 22nd as well. And we're looking forward to that. When we come forward, we will continue the conversation. This is KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. I'm actually uh, looking into my um, I've been looking into my wallet, into my emails and reading some of the things that people are sending me in reference to the Black Wall Street wallet. And I know that people are listening and this listener says I want to say thank you for your commitment and drive for our community I've been listening to you since 2021 uh, when you were on Clubhouse but basically they're saying that they don't miss the radio show and they're still having um, trying 
quite often to move their Bitcoin from the Black Wall Street wallet to their ledger. And they're still getting an error message. They're reaching out to customer service and customer service is not responding. So they're reaching out to make sure that you can get put in the right direction. If you send me an email, I have an actual list that I am holding on to with your name and your number and your email so that as soon as the custody situation is resolved with the Black Wall Street and Prime Trust. You will be able to uh, you'll we'll, I'll keep you in the loop and you uh, will be the, one of the first to know. I will send something out quickly to every one of you. And um, if you're still having trouble at that point, we will definitely get you with the Black Wall Street staff. But I am here and I'm going to continue to make sure that I have all of your information. And so um, if you want to, again, send me an email to ask Roberts at gmail.com, ask Roberts at gmail.com. I will assure you again that as soon as I hear anything from the staff, they call me and let me know that everything is good to go. We will be helping you all on that particular show as well as off the show help you get your Bitcoin off the Black Wall Street wallet. So uh, I just wanted to give you all that update because I do see a lot of uh, messages in that respect. Uh, I have not been on social media a lot. I want to share that. Some of you have stated that you have reached out to me via social media or liked something that I did. And then you started getting responses from me I promise you that is not me or my staff so please make sure that you are uh, following and talking to at Naja Roberts no double letters no dots no underscores no nothing just at Naja Roberts and they get they get really really crafty looking like me so it has two H's or two A's or something like that and you're not really paying attention and you think you're talking to me I am not going to be asking anybody to trade with me or to allow you to send me send me your money or send me your Bitcoin so that I can trade for you I just don't do that So, ladies and gentlemen, as we make way for the D.L. Hughley show, I want to thank each and every one of you again for rocking with me here today on the head of the crypto curve. I hope to see all of you or as many of you as I can see at any of the celebrations for Black Lives Matter across this United States. I will be out at Lamert Park tomorrow. Would love for you to say, hey, get a hug, take a picture. Uh, tomorrow out at Lemur Park. We will be out there from 12 to 6. So ladies and gentlemen, please come and support those that have boots on the ground that are really making a positive change in our community. We can't all do it all. It's going to take all of us to play our part. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to continue to create Satoshi Millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time. And ladies and gentlemen, that means you.